Hello. And welcome to The Cute Life. <laughs> we threw things off by me saying hello there and Finn looked really surprised. <laughs> my life um <laughs> Finn always says hello I always say hello uh we're back after a, an impromptu three month casual three month break very quick fleeting <laughs> three month break um yeah your favorite illustrator artist married couple what am I uh you just said both of your roles <laughs> I'd say you're an admin boy. what would you call what would you call yourself then you're not an artist or an illustrator no I'm just a sad wage jockey <laughs> rat, you are you rat are. in the commuter system you're an artist don't play yourself down mate um so yeah it's your favorite artist slash corporate wage <laughs> slave <laughs> back on the airwaves <laughs> um yeah we um really struggled to record with a baby it turns out those two things don't really go hand in hand so we had a couple of like bum starts no yeah literally bum Bum, starts literally yes literally bum starts because marcy did a poo during one of them and then cried during the next and then another recording i just talked about cat poo the entire time to the point where i just kept going back Ollie got me off the topic of cat poo and then I returned to the cat poo. I kept trying to get you away from it. And you were like, no, I, I went for it and I went hard. I think... Uh, I'm going to have to explain why I was talking well, about cat poo. We have a garden and cats poo in it and Finn got so angry about this that she decided that she just needed to like rant about it. It's all she talked about. <laughs> so Ollie was just like, it's unlistenable. I've still got the audio if you want to subscribe to our Patreon and yeah we don't have a patreon but we could make a patreon with one episode on especially for the cat poo episode it's a hundred pounds a month <laughs> recurring payment there's only one episode and seven minutes of Finn ranting about cat poo. um so yeah we just randomly took a three oh, i don't even know whether it's been three months maybe two months i have no idea how long also it's been. It's, yeah it's not really random it's um yeah newborn baby, newborn baby products yeah but i don't understand because there's another podcast that I have never actually listened to, mm. called We Are the Ramses, something to do with the Ramses. It's a comedian and his wife, and they do a podcast. Mm. They've got, like, two children. They've just had a child. How are they recording it? They must have, like, nannies. Do you reckon? Or, or ch- they've got some sort of childcare arrangement. Maybe they don't love the children, just lock them in a room. Because yeah, uh, just FYI, me and Ollie have no childcare arrangement. <laughs> we are the childcare arrangement. <laughs> Um, so yeah, when Marcy... No, Hey Dougie is the child oh, yeah. God bless Hey Dougie. It's <laughs> bloody brilliant. Actually, that was going to be my cute thing um, this week. Quick do it now. Segway. <gasps> um, I was going to do my cute thing as um, Puffin Rock. So not Hey Dougie. Not Hey Dougie. <laughs> yes, okay. Everyone Over. knows about Hey Dougie, but I've never heard of Puffin I'd never Rock. heard of Hey Dougie before we had Marcy. Yeah, but you're a fan. Everybody's heard of Hey Ducky. <laughs> Every, all man. women have heard of Hey Ducky. You sexist bitch. <laughs> um, okay, well, Hey Ducky can be my cute thing as well. It's bloody great. It's a great cartoon. The six minutes long. It's about a dog. And he says, whoa, <laughs> in a really like camp way. And I just, I appreciate him very much. <laughs> um, and they've also got like stoner rabbits in it, which I really love. They're like, hey man. It's such a parent thing where you start talking about like 
which t- children's TV oh, programs are we're like li- the we're most We're a walking cliche right now. I know. Um, anyway, Puffin Rock, I'm going to recommend because I think it ties in it with the illustrated crowd because it's beautifully illustrated. It's um, narrated by Chris O'Dowd. Beautiful, lovely Irish voice tones, Chris O'Dowd. Um, and it's about a Puffin family who live on Puffin Rock. And it just teaches children about like the coast and the sea and nature. And it's just really interesting because I've I feel like I've learned things watching it the yeah. multiple times that I've <laughs> watched and it over, over and over again. again. Um, trying to keep it's a bit like revising for your exams, so you just have to read the same thing over and over again. But <laughs> pretty much, I'm just gonna know all about hermit crabs. You're now. learning puffin facts. <laughs> um, no, it is very nicely it's illustrated. Sweet. It's really lovely. It's on Netflix. If you just want something kind of in the background that's just quite sweet, and or if you've got kids, um, <laughs> no, I think that should be the other way around. What did I say? If you've got kids, watch it. Or if you want something in the background, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have kids, don't watch it. <laughs> Just watch like The Office. You'll have a better time. I mean, it's nice. Okay, don't <laughs> shit all over my cute thing. Um, yeah. So, but I do think that there's. It's quite interesting that you suddenly realise that the world of products for children is like obviously the main employer of the illustration world. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, he's making so much work because there's all these children's books. There's every children's toy has, like, a little drawing on and stuff. And then all of the animated TV shows, it's, like, it's nice. Yeah, it's it a makes whole... you sort of real, see all this other stuff because you bought loads of books. Mm. I think you talked about that. Yeah, one, that was on one of my cute things that revolved around, like, Marcy-related things. Yeah. But it's just the only reason, well not the only reason I've just had a baby so obviously it's all consuming but um it's just opened my eyes to a whole new world of illustration like because I buy prints and stuff before and like maybe zines um but yeah that was the main sort of like way I supported artists and illustrators and now it's just like opened my eyes to this whole new world of ways that I can support artists and yeah it's nice and exciting and I think it's nice to sort of seek out the stuff that actually has been made by an artist mm. or done with like some love rather than like the creepy animated videos on YouTube. Yeah. Which do not feel like they've been made by oh. someone who has oh. crafted oh. the art. Can I actually? Oh, she's off. Sorry, I'm coming back. Um, I'm going to recommend this book. Okay, is this your cute thing instead? This is also my cute, yeah. You only have one cute thing, that's the whole principle of the show. Oh, but I love this, oh my god, this book. You can can talk about the book in three months when we do the next episode. (laughs) It's called A Mother is a House by Aurora, do you think it's Aurora or Aurora? No, it's Aurora, isn't it? Petite. Aurora? That's a really lovely name, Aurora. That might not be how you pronounce it. <laughs> well, I'm just going um, And it's, yeah, it's called A Mother is a House. And it's basically this poem about all the things a mother is. And it's beautifully illustrated. And it's, well, that was a revy. Um, <laughs> someone's got a tiny penis. Um, 
yeah, it's just beautifully illustrated and the story is so sweet and it made me cry when I read it. And I honestly think it's, if you've got a kid, buy it for them. And yeah, it's just a lovely bedtime book. But also if you've got like a friend who's just had a baby, um, definitely a, a very good present to give people because it's just really sweet and wholesome and lovely. And the illustrations are really bright and bold, which I feel like are good with kids, uh, would hold their attention. Um, but I'll put that in the show notes if you want to check it out. But I just, I love it. It's yeah, my it's, it's my favourite book that I've bought her. It's just gorgeous. And by bought her, bought yourself. Bought myself. I just love it so much. It's beautiful. Um, I don't know how interesting Marcy is in books that sympathise with the difficulty of motherhood. <laughs> the difficulty of motherhood. Oh no, it's not the difficulty. It's all the lovely things about motherhood. Um, Yeah, Um, it's like the story of like all the things the mother is to the child through the child's eyes. And it's just, oh my God, it made me well up when I read it and made me feel like, oh my God, that's me (laughs) and Marcy. Um, Yeah, so that's... Yeah, the drawings are really nice. The second half of my cute thing. Um, We have got a, a good thing about uh, did we say this already? Having three months off is that we have a huge array of things to talk about. Um, so we've got a long list to get through. Um, what should we go? What should we do first? Do you want to do something first, or should I go first? Yeah, you you go first. Okay. Go, you you got your list. I got I got something. Yeah. Uh, I've got something for the table. I want to tell you about the world famous Clown Motel. Okay. Uh, which their tagline is America's scariest motel. So this is a motel in the Nevada desert in the middle of nowhere that is completely clown themed and absolutely terrifying. I'm just going to show you. See, I would have said that I might have liked this when I was a child because my favourite toy that I've slept with in my bed till I was 25, oh my Christ, um, was a clown called Charlie. It's quite interesting because what they... But those are not Charlie. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's very John Wayne Gacy, isn't it? Yeah, it screams John Wayne Gacy unless lovingly handmade toy by my mum. So they so now what they've done is they've obviously very much leaned into the idea of it being scary because obviously that's what brought people there. But it started very sincerely as just a a guy just wanted to hey! share his <laughs> class. Hey, I know what a great theme for a motel is. Clowns. So it all started so no one ever. So it all this started apparently. in nineteen eighty five. When Leona and Leroy David built this motel in memory of their father, who is buried in the old cemetery right next door. (laughs) So apparently, I've read. So it's already like the premise of it. It's built like on a cemetery. Apparently, they'll uh, lend you one of those like electronic EMF readers where you can go out into the cemetery at night and see if you can catch ghosts. Oh my God. Um, Anyway, the father was a clown lover. What kind Obviously. Of, whose father isn't. <laughs> who left a collection <laughs> of 150 clowns in his home when they decided to use the, the- use it as oh the theme. Oh my god, that made me want to throw up a bit. And focal point of their motel in memory of their father. Oh, this is not a very well written description. They keep... Maybe saying, they're dyslexic. Yeah. 
giving them a break. Today, the motel offers a little bit of something for everyone. It's home to over 2,000 clowns. <laughs> oh my God. I was... Uh, 2,000? Staying at the clown I'd motel... I'd say 10 is too much. 2,000. I think two is too many. <laughs> like one. Some if... would argue one was too many. I know. 2,000? In what form do they take? Clown art paintings. Clown Ugh. figurines. Oh. Rugs. Are there any rugs? Presumably. Windows? <laughs> clown <walls>. windows. <laughs> All the walls made of clowns. All 31 of our rooms feature two to three custom <laughs> clown art paintings, along with air conditioning, heating, a refrigerator, and more. What? Hang on. Air conditioning themed clown. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the air conditioning is just, okay. just a bonus. I was imagining like a clown mouth. And then the air conditioning came out of the mouth, maybe? I just love the fact that it's next to a... A cemetery. A cemetery that's so terrifying. Oh, my God. And apparently it is in the middle of nowhere. Have you got any photos of the rooms? I do. But <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to put a link to them, aren't we? Yeah. This so, is a very, again, we always choose do things that are very visual, <laughs> which we have not learnt in like I think we've been doing this for about two years now. Have well, we? I just want I just wanted to read this one bit because this to me is the exact kind of thing you'd want at a clown motel. <laughs> we cater to bikers, truckers, and other long haul travellers who find themselves <laughs> off the beaten track. Can is you... that not any? Is there any sentence more murdery than that? No. Um, oh, gee, sweet Jesus! Can you imagine driving through the driving through the desert? You've been driving for hours. You're like, I'm so tired. I need to find a motel. I need I'm to going sleep. To fall asleep at the wheel, and you're like, thank God, is that a light on the horizon? And then you pull up, and it's just a clown nose blinking, <laughs> <laughs> and that's in the entrance. Ah! Oh my God! Let me take a closer look. Fuck off! Is that his collection? That's the um, sweet room you walk into. Baby Jesus. But anyway, we'll put some we'll put some pictures somewhere. Oh, and you guys are not going to sleep ever again after fucking seeing until you have a lovely night of rest and relaxation at the clown motel, motel, Nevada. Oh my god! If you live in America and you are in the area, and you're a long haul trucker slash murderer slash biker, could you maybe go and take some photos for me and Ollie? We'd much appreciate it. Thank (laughs) you. Sorry if you get murdered. but is there anything like that in the UK? Are there any themed hotel? Oh. Isn't there a medieval themed hotel in Hastings that our friends stayed at? I don't know whether it's themed per se. I think they're <laughs> just, just a fan of medieval decor. I yeah. don't think it's a themed B and B. Damn. <laughs> well, um, we'll, oh, we'll put a pin in it, Ollie. I'm going to look into it. Let's look into this. Let's okay. see if we can find the most batshit, the best crazy themed hotel in the uk okay done okay. and then we're gonna stay at it and then we'll take three months off the podcast <laughs> and we'll come back <laughs> and if we don't come back we were murdered we were murdered at this hotel, at the, hotel. whatever themed hotel there is in england <laughs> yorkshire pudding themed hotel <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh that was it i just i just saw that online and just thought that was amazing wonderful round of applause everyone very good. Thank you. I'm very used to clapping because Marcy loves clapping. <laughs> um, what should we move on to next, Oliver? Have you got anything else on your list? Uh, well, I've got another thing that I want to bring up. <laughs> bring up? <laughs> okay. A point I want to raise. Right. 
Um, uh, was, I don't know if you heard, but Bill Gates. I have, I know, I've heard of Bill Gates. Have you heard of Bill Gates? Yeah, I have actually, yeah. Uh, he's getting a divorce. Oh, that's happening. From his wife, uh, who, and they've been married for like 25 years or something. Pretty good at him. Um, but it's come out that... <laughs> Oh, he, he didn't try and eat off a finger or something like Army Hammer did he? No, he hasn't eaten any fingers. And I don't. I wonder how you would have reacted if I had made this suggestion. So, but when he married his wife, he put a clause in their prenup that he is allowed to spend one long weekend a year with his ex <laughs> ex girlfriend, where they go away to a beach house and just spend some time together. Oh, did you hear my tummy? Uh, <laughs> my tummy was upset about that. So what? So isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? So in let me get this straight. So in the prenup before they got married, yeah, there's just a clause saying that he can go shag his mis- ex girlfriend for well, a weekend. What a year? Did you say? once a year? Once a year, they go to a beach house in North Carolina. Bill and Anne Winblad, and they spend a long weekend together. I mean, each to their own, if she's okay with that, but I would not be okay with that. <laughs> I think I it's safe think it's... to say. Now, can he only get away with this? Because when they got married, he was already a billionaire. <laughs> Do you think he can only get away with it because of that? I don't know, maybe they've got an open relationship. Maybe but she... it's not an open relationship because it's only once a year. It's only once a year. And also, like, why would you need to put that in a prenup? I guess in case she changed her mind and said no. What the fuck? So weird. Is that why they're getting divorced? Did you go start going twice a year? <laughs> he went, yeah. <laughs> it was a leap year oh, and he went on the We leap. keep doing this. Hang on, I'm just going to turn the light on. There we go. Okay. So... Well, that was more visual than even the... Uh... <laughs> well, no, we keep doing this. Oh, my God. Look how pretty the sky is, Ollie. It's like a perfect pastel... Oh, I kind of want to take a picture of that for a painting. Um, no, we keep doing well, that. We're really doing quick succession of <laughs> only visual things here. <laughs> well, no, because we keep going... Oh, my God, Danny... Sorry, Daddy Long Legs is to get in. Bugger off. Oh. Finn's going to do the next section of this podcast. <laughs> Just with mime, <laughs> mime, yeah. <laughs> Please enjoy. Uh, no, because the because it's summer. I feel like we're just in a baby, um, uh, <laughs> baby. I can't find my words. I'm too tired. Um, a cloud. Yeah. Well. Fog. Yeah, fog. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Where um, we're just not used to it being summer and it being light because we keep just sort of like sitting in the dark for ages in the evenings and being like, oh yeah, look, the sun's <laughs> gone down. Um, oh my God, there's a daddy long legs just like chilling on the door. Piss off. <laughs> Take you and your venom and your puny ass, whatever it's called. Legs? No, the pointy thing. Antenna? No. Snout. <laughs> snout. Daddy long legs snout. <laughs> Injectable. <laughs> well, just take whatever it is and piss off. 
Um, anyway. Anyway, sorry. Bill Gates claims they just go and discuss biotechnology. Sure they do. But if that isn't a metaphor. That's what he calls it. Yeah, if that's not his word for sex, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I'm not okay with that. Um, and I'm very glad that we didn't put that in our prenup. No. What did you put? You said you were going to put something in our prenup, and I believed you. No, I said we were going to get a prenup. <laughs> okay, that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I'm bringing a lot more to this relationship than you. And you were like, okay. And I was like, I'm only joking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, he does this a lot where I'm just really gullible and believe anything he tells me. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny joke. I didn't expect you to agree with me. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, so is that the end of the... Um, yeah, I thought you'd be section. more shocked about that. You but, don't seem that... You seem to think it's fine, which is surprising. Well, you forget that I am a big fan of Channel 5, like, sex programmes. I was so... going to say a big fan of Bill Gates. <laughs> so I already know his inner workings and his prenup. Amble. You're not the woman he meets on the beach, are you? <laughs> but also, he's like um... gross. No, he's like nearly seventy years old. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he looks pretty good. That's all the money in that <laughs> facelifts. I just feel like going Botox. and meeting up with you. He's got a load, a lot of oh, Botox. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I think all the back things he's had. <laughs> so young now. But I think it's just. Um... I don't know, that sort of strikes me as something that younger people would do, rather than 70. Don't be ageist. Well, 70-year-olds can have sex parties with their exes too. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what I mean? It sort of just seems a bit strange. Yeah. Um, I have a listener question to yeah. the table. Um, Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Um, I don't know why I did that with a bit of an accent there. A terrible accent. Um, I don't even know what that is. I'm just going to stop. Um, said, who are your biggest music slash aesthetic influences? Um, so, and I thought it was a really interesting question. So I thought I'd ask it on the podcast. Um, yeah. Rather than just DMing her back. i <laughs> Uh I thought... Can I be bothered to type this out or shall I just ramble for <laughs> 20 minutes on the podcast? I know. <laughs> I'll ramble I'll about ramble. Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, who are your biggest music slash aesthetic influences? I wasn't quite sure what the aesthetic influences could like. Is that in terms of my art our art or is that in terms of just like my the way i i think it probably in terms life. of your art yeah mainly but then i think that you're i do think my art kind of like i don't know i feel like if you saw a picture of me in my house and then you saw my art it kind of goes together and makes sense doesn't it yeah i think so pastels and plants and kind of cute things I'm kind of I don't know it all seems to be I suppose like your art is like a amalgamation of your tastes isn't it yeah so um and I think I could say I would say the same about you and your art maybe I mean obviously maybe not the house because the house is mainly me yeah um and my taste 
Um, although I haven't heard you complain, so I assume you like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, no, yeah. I, I don't know. I think uh, I think aesthetically, from from my art, probably it's harder to say because I think because I just tend to do like drawing and stuff quite quickly, like just on like a piece of paper on the kitchen table rather than like with a like proper setup in any way that that tends to reflect into the fact like I think that's part of the reason that I never really use color on it it's not because I'm against using color in artwork and you have in the past yeah and I have used color but I just tend to not do it but I think that's more of a time thing like I have an idea for something and I just draw it rather than so maybe if I don't know so maybe if I like had more time to like indulge in what I was doing mm. that maybe my aesthetic would come through I mean I, or like the influence of my aesthetic so what would you say your aesthetic influences are uh I don't know I think when I'm doing sort of like very like detailed doodly things like it's the thing that I always struggle with is just or the thing that like slows me down and drawing is just trying to think of things to draw. Yeah, I mean, because I draw everything from memory. I don't really like look at things when I draw stuff. I just think of things. And then I think them. with your aesthetic influence, though, like if I was going to do a mind map of the things that I think influence you, and again, maybe this would spill out into your like tastes, like in the real world and stuff, um, like folklore and yeah definitely um kind of creepy like spooky things with a bit of humor yeah um i don't know one of the things i did when so when i was commuting and i was was trying to do drawing on the train is i made a twitter account where i just followed loads of like uh accounts where it's people who uh like reported UFO spottings and like paranormal things and all stuff like that. so like real nut jobs yeah <laughs> and then what I do is just like when I can think of something to draw I just refresh it and then draw whatever the first tweet was oh that's fun and I kind of thought that maybe you could do like I don't know you could just do like a whole series of drawings where you just had to draw whatever came to mind from like the first tweet every time that you refreshed it oh that's cool um but then I don't commute anymore, so. <laughs> so I don't have any ideas. <laughs> so I have no ideas anymore. <laughs> but um, I'd say you're quite influenced by films as well. Like when we, whenever we kind of what get into watching something, it kind of like I see it kind of like spill into your art. Mm. I do think it's interesting that like because I read like a lot of comic books when I was really little, like. And I can really remember, like, do you remember, like, when you try to, like... Replicate something. Yeah, and you find, like, all these old books and there's just, like, loads of drawings of Bart Simpson really badly done and stuff. And it's interesting because it's, like, when I draw now, it's still... There's still, like, that element of that in it. And it's... What, wanting to replicate something you've already seen? No, just, like... just the way I draw it has that quite cartoony look and then it makes me think like 
if you learn to draw in an era before comics and cartoons and stuff, so you've never even seen oh, I see what you drawing, mean. yeah, would you still would draw you draw like in that? a more realistic way? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's just like a thought. Because sometimes when I draw stuff, I'm just like, I don't know. Sort of, I notice it's got like quite a cartoony look to it, and it's like. I wonder if I spent so much time as a child trying to replicate those cartoony drawings that I've sort of muscle memoried in bits of it. Yeah, I don't know. But then you see, like, I don't know, like, um, I mean, I am obsessed with, like, um, I love the film Midsummer. I may have mentioned it about 30 million times on here <laughs> and on everywhere, on every platform. Um, but and I love like Swedish houses and I'd say that was a big influence for me. Yeah, like, definitely. oh God, I love um, like our house. Like we follow um, this account on Instagram called um, Cheap Nordic Nordic Cheap Nordic Houses. Nordic Houses. Um, and oh my God, they're just, I drool over them. They're just divine and then but then I was showing Ollie one of the houses the other day like oh my god like look how lovely this is and I realized it was so similar to our house <laughs> there's um, all like shelves of little bits yeah of so I'd say yeah that's a big influence for me and like yeah all sort of like Swedish kind of um art and like when you look at like the tapestries and stuff that they used to do they're very two-dimensional and um cartoon-like yeah definitely bright and, I don't know like yeah there's sort of a weird like flatness to that yeah but then I so suppose I that's tapestry isn't it yeah I don't but I don't know it'd be interesting to kind of look into the history of like I don't know cartoons quote-unquote and that sort of like flat style and see where it sort of originated from yeah. I mean even like god like hier- hieroglyphics are kind of in a way illustrative aren't they yeah, hundred percent. They literally just draw. They're just like co- comic book strips. Um, all right, let's pause for a sec. Okay, we're back. Um... So you were saying that your Swedish houses are your influence. Yeah, I just yeah, I just think the whole like Scandinavian aesthetic. I'm obsessed with like, Toby Anson, who wrote the Moomins as well. I just love like everything about her life. The fact that she was such an individual and I know she's not Swedish, she's Finnish, um, but like that whole Scandinavian kind of like, I don't know, um, their whole outlook and well, it's all... I think it's, I feel like I was meant to be Swedish or Finnish <laughs> or Norwegian or something. I just feel like I'm not, I don't know. They're like, your people. They're my people, I feel. Um, yeah, I just, um, if you don't know about Toviak, well, you say Tuva. Janssen um but I'm English so I'm gonna say Tova um yeah if you don't know about her and her life like definitely go look her up she's isn't just... there like a documentary about oh her? there's a film coming out or maybe it's already out oh my god I'm going to as soon as this finishes I'm gonna find out if that's out yet I'm going to watch it and it might be the next thing I recommend on the podcast I'm really excited about that oh my god um, if the next podcast sounds starts and you sound really down, it means it was not a good yeah. <laughs> Um But I, yeah, I just feel like maybe like, yeah, Scandinavian, their whole like the way of living and their um, aesthetic is a big influence on me, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what about your musical in- influences? Um, I guess she kind of 
maybe just wants to know sort of like what music we're into, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like the way that you read it out kind of sort of implied that it was like music that influences your art. I don't know whether it influences my... I'm very into music, but I don't know whether I particularly... And I listen to music when I'm working quite a lot. Like I'm, I'd say if I had to pick any one... Maybe Sigur Ross is Yeah, that's who I would choose for you. I am... I I mean, I listen to their albums, like, constantly. We saw them in Benicassi and, like, when we were first going out, like, 2008, I think it was? Or maybe nine. I don't know, I can't remember. Um, And it was just, like, a magical... They were very good, weren't they? ...moment. Like, the sun was going down and they had all these, like, lanterns on stage and it was just so atmospheric and I just would love to see them live again. Um, But, yeah, I just... Again, well, they're from Iceland, aren't they? But (laughs) With their little made-up language. Yeah. Oh, um, I just... Yeah, I really love them and it always sort of, like, puts me in the zone when I'm working. I just feel very, like, zen and, like creative when I listen to them well it's kind of got that almost like movie soundtrack kind of quality yeah to very it. atmospheric yeah, and epic yeah um I do, and I feel like they have like different definitely different uh feels to a lot of their songs like they have like lots of fast paced kind of very um high tempo songs but then also very relaxing quiet songs but then also really sad songs so they've got kind of like whatever mood you're in they mm. kind of have a song for it which is what i really like about them yeah i don't know it's hard i don't know it's hard to think like i mean how you would translate music into art necessarily yeah, like yeah i don't know but I was thinking about how, I mean, I was obsessed with bands when I was a teenager and when we first started going out, I'd say like, that's one of the big things that we had in common. I think that was the first thing we ever talked about was music Mm. Um, and things like, I I mean, we really loved, um, well, I was really into new rave <laughs> yeah i guess new way no i'm not that old <laughs> um and like css that dates, and art... that dates you a bit though doesn't it yeah uh art brew and who else i can't think i'm gonna have to go on my spotify now aren't i i've got a playlist called old songs which is quite useful patrick wolf oh my god i loved patrick wolf Queens of the Stone Age. What else have got on here? Larrick and Love. Remember them? No one remembers no them. No one remembers them. Um, the Rakes. Young Knives. Oh, Young Knives are good. Test Icicles. <laughs> Mwah. Um, we Are Scientists. The Libertines. Claxons. Oh, my God. Claxons were my vibe. Don't they say I that you, like, them. stop listening to new music at a certain point in your yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am at that stage right now because <laughs> that's, that's all I do. Um, but I'd say, like, I don't know, that that whole thing, like, absorbed me. Like, I only, like, I used to hate, sorry if you used to be a scene kid, but I was very against scene kids. <laughs> Um, I used to dress new wave. I dyed my hair like I like I was Agnes Dean because she was very in that like whole look. Um, I don't know. That was my whole aesthetic when I was a teenager. I think when you're a teenager, it's very like 
defining. No, Tova, you can't go near the. Oh, Tova's standing on the wire, everyone. <laughs> She's I'm sorry tra- if you heard. If there was muffling, then it was because of Winky. Tova's joined us on the sofas. At last. <laughs> For um, the interview portion. <laughs> And Winky, oh, I forgot to say what I did this morning. I'm such a daft cow. Um, I am so tired, everyone, that I, I went to meet a friend for a little coffee um, this morning. And when I got back, Tova, when you leave the house and come back, you have to give Tova a treat. Um, to if say, you use the front door you, in any capacity, you have to give her a treat. And we are, yes, and we're not exaggerating because if Ollie steps out of the front door and then comes back in, even for about five seconds, Tova does a little dance and makes you give her a treat. If I take the bins out. Yeah. just go outside the front door. Yeah. And then come she, back in. You, she, you come back in and she reacts the exact same way <laughs> that if you'd been gone for six hours for work. Yeah. Um, so Tova was doing her ritual when I got back. So I went and got her a treat, came back, tried to give a bloody sprat, which is a dried fish, to Marcy. I just gave it to her. I'm like, she's... held it in front of her face. She was like putting it in front of her mouth. Like, she's she's like, kind of like... <laughs> until ollie said what are you doing and i looked at my aunt and looked at my baby and her bewildered expression and realized what i'd done so i think that shows how tired i am Um, imagine having never eaten anything in your life and someone's trying to give you a disgusting (laughs) rancid dried fish oh Oh, so funny honestly that was like peak parent right there um Anyway, sorry. Um, but so I wouldn't say, well, my long rambling story was trying to explain that I wouldn't say music influences me as much as it did when I was a teenager, where I was just, I loved music so much and just knew all the, like, what at what point in your life do you just become old? And you're just like, I look at festival lineups now and I'm like, I know like two, three bands, maybe on like the top, on the like main stage, like everyone else, I'm like, nah, never heard of them. Whereas like back in the day, I knew everyone. Well, I suppose that if you're making music now, you don't want to make music that sounds like it came out 20 years ago. So you're, so every, there's always going to be like a cycle where someone's trying to make new music that doesn't sound like the music that came before it. Mm. But then if you've got that thing, like they say, where, I know it's like an exaggeration when they're saying, oh, you stop listening to new music at like the age of 18 or whatever. Mm. Obviously, you do still listen to new music, but I do think you tend to fix onto that mu- that style of music. Yeah, like, I, I think suppose it's... it's a nostalgia thing, isn't it? Because it kind of reminds you of being young as well. Like, n- music is so nostalgic. And like, when I listen to a song that I used to love when I was 18, I feel like I'm still a teenager. Because I think you probably like more different kinds of music, but I think it'd be I think it'd be very rare to find someone who, say, was thirty, and hated the style of music that they liked when they were like seventeen. Yeah. Say you were like really into hip hop when you're seventeen. Like I think it'd be unlikely that now you'd be like, oh, I can't listen to it. It's just yeah, it's absolutely shite. I also think with age as well, you just like. I suppose it was a also kind of like an insecurity thing that I was like, I have to know all the bands because I want people to think that I'm like cool and that I'm like, yeah, 
hip. It's kind of, yeah. And down with the kids. I don't know. It's kind of strange when you think about it. Though, um, and like... now I just don't give a shit whether people know that I know music. I don't care whether people think I'm cool or not. I Well, I'm not. So <laughs> I've given up trying. <laughs> <laughs> um so i think that's probably plays a big and i also i don't know i just kind of get latched on to well this is like my whole personality but i get very much latched on to um and obsessed with certain musicians like at a time but it tends to be kind of like older stuff so there's like a huge back catalogue that i can get into currently it's john lennon it seems to change weekly at the moment. Yeah, it does a bit. Um, no, I'm fixated on John Lennon, mainly like his era when he was in New York with Yoko Ono, just finding it really interesting and listen to a lot. But Ollie is getting sick of me because every time he goes upstairs, I'm just like blasting out, oh, yeah. Well, we've got like a little Bluetooth speaker in the car and every time he drives anywhere, it's like, I'll just put a bit of music on and then it's just like instant John Lennon. And I'm like... <laughs> Then need to listen to the John Lennon greatest hits again. <laughs> and also the thing is that I don't know if you really like John Lennon's music that much. I think you're just interested in John Lennon. Yeah. So well, I don't even know why we've got to listen to the John I Lennon. I like like four John Lennon songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonder why I'm getting sick of listening to four John Lennon songs on repeat. <laughs> I think the trouble is, yeah, he's done like four songs that I think are literally amazing and I love them <laughs> and then the rest I'm like mm, yeah what about that one which is dedicated to his son where he's like the night oh, I fucking he's love like, that good night Sean good night Sean oh no what's my book good night Sean say you in the morning bright and early I love it <laughs> it's funny because he just did he did do so much shit that like I love a beautiful boy it's beautiful it's a beautiful song i love it yeah, but he ruins it at the end with i know fucking love that weird bit at the end i know <laughs> that's what i like about john lennon songs it's like that um jealous guy where it's got the what's it got at the end that i love ah what's he do never no, what I was gonna oh say. he says like oh babe or something at the end <laughs> that's what i was gonna say is like he does all these things that watch if- out if he didn't have the pedigree of being John Lennon from the Beatles, like up, a producer would have been like, "I oh, was taking that bit out because <laughs> you've ruined a really good song." Yeah, what is it? Rad- Radcliffe and McConey, who are on Six Music, they've got a thing about the Joni Mitchell song where it's like part that song um, the, about the parking lot that Counting Crows covered. Oh yeah, but, uh... yeah. Can't remember what the song was called, but at the end, it's, she does this mental laugh, like just like, <laughs> like at the end, and they're all like, "Why did you ruin an amazing song by putting that mental laugh right at the end?" It's like so, like just yeah. But yeah, again, you just like wouldn't have like anyone else would have been like, "Okay, we'll just cut that." really strange laugh at the end out. But don't they say that happens quite a lot with like film directors and stuff, like? Where once you get to a certain level of success, people won't criticise you anymore. Yeah, so you start doing really weird So John films. Lennon writes a really good song and at the end he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, just going to put out a watch up, babe. Look well, it would be really babe. nice if I just say, good night, Sean. See you in the morning. <laughs> and then he... he says it in such a creepy way. I love it. And earlier in his career, someone would have stepped in it and gone, so, don't need that bit because also like I think with like, his music like all of the songs the 
too many songs about how much he likes Yoko. Um, can't get enough of Yoko. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I don't care what the people say. I bloody love it. But like, it's just funny because like you, you listen to most music and they're quite. You know, I love songs. They're ambiguous about who they love, <laughs> so that you, as the listener, can sort of put yourself. Into John Lennon's the song. just like, John I Lennon. love. I'm having a shave. I love you, Yoko. Whereas he's like. My name is John, and I love you, Yoko. It's like, there's no ambiguity. There's no. I love him for it. I do, I'm not saying it's like I don't not like him for it, but it's just it's just quite funny because yeah. you can just sort of see all these people sitting around and being like, "Whew, that's a bit much." <laughs> uh, he's very intense. Um, but I've watched a couple of good. Maybe I'll, I can't think of any of what they're called. No, of course not. I think one of them is called like John Lennon in New York or something that basic. But um, there was a very good documentary I watched because it was his like seventieth. I want to say seventieth birthday recently. So they put on quite a lot of documentaries about him. I basically got obsessed because I listened to the Paul McCartney episode of. Adam Buxton, so I got slightly obsessed with Paul McCartney for yeah. a while. Then that moved swiftly. You're really obsessed with him. Yeah. Because you wanted to go and live in Scotland on a farm. I did. Did. And I found out that he lives a couple of villages over from us. Yeah. Maybe not permanently. I don't know whether it's just a summer home. I've got to assume he owns more than one house. Yeah. I mean, I imagine he owns several, right? Maybe a cornfield. Seems like something Paul would <laughs> oh, do. Oh, yeah. Does he still have the house in Scotland? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, and Linda's memory. Yeah. Sweet Linda. Um, and her sausages. <laughs> God bless those sausages. God bless those sausages, Linda. And Linda's hoisin duck crap. Oh, oh, so Linda. Good. Oh, God. Maybe he lives on a hoisin duck farm now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Drying out bits of soy to make them taste like hoisin. <laughs> I love that image. That's what Linda would have wanted. It really is. Um, yeah, anyway. So I'm just working my way through the Beatles at this point. I'm gonna kill. Ne- I'm gonna next- kill myself when next- you get to Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next one's George Harrison. George Harrison's all right. My, He's got one my, good song. Oh, my sweet lord is one of my favourite songs. Yeah. So, although then he did to have that really ropey eighties period, eighties slash nineties period that you never associate with George Harrison because you're like, this is just a bit shit. I don't think I, I've literally. I don't know another song apart. Oh from my, my god, sweet lord. you will be really surprised. Well, I Am look, I going to have to get No, up? don't do it now. You're going to be really surprised. You're going to be like, who... He did that song, really? Get ready. <laughs> I'm going to Just talk about yourselves, everyone. Ollie's going to shit his pants when he realises this is George Harrison, because I had no idea. All I can think is George Michael, but I think that's just the first. Get ready, Ollie. Okay. Okay. He did this. Do you recognise it yet? No. Oh, is this him? This is him. This is a good song. I mean, it's good, but would you say this was a uh, former Beatle? I mean, take the money. Well, now you, I mean, now you told me. Oh, yeah, I can kind of hear it. Really? I mean, don't be so pedantic. Don't you think a little bit? No. Okay, sorry. No, you're right. I would never have guessed. The um, video is super cringe. Um, I might put that in the When shows. is it from? The 80s or 90s? I want to... S- well, it's one of those bloody remastered ones in it. Oh, 1987. 87? Yeah. 87, Very old. I think. Hang on. Let me have a look. Is that on here? Yeah. 1987. Crikey. Um, 
But yeah, I wouldn't say that was the same person who wrote My Sweet Lord. No, it seems like he, much like your love of fads, <laughs> is also <laughs> a fad. fad a week. That's that, though. Your fad is pensioner-aged men. <laughs> I don't know why I do. I got. I mean, but also for Spanish, you don't even like the Beatles that much. No, I don't. But I think it's, I've never, my parents never liked the Beatles, never. Well, your mum doesn't like films or music. <laughs> she does, but only Simply Red and The Lighthouse Family and Pretty Woman. Yeah, and I stand four by weddings my... and a free funeral. I that stand... is my mum's taste right there. She I stand by what mom. I said. <laughs> no taste. <laughs> hey, I like all those things. Yeah, but you like other stuff as well. Yeah. But um, also you've seen other stuff. Yes. My mum, I've already said this on the podcast, went to see War Horse and was upset that the horse went to war in it. <laughs> so I think that says it all. Um, we didn't let her watch snakes on a plane <laughs> um, but yeah because my parents never were into the Beatles and never I mean I listened to the the key you know big hitters but mm. I, I feel like I'm kind of I, yeah just being opened up to a world of you're not of... listening to the Beatles no, you're only listening I'm not, to John Lennon's <laughs> solo work it's weird you're listening to the stuff that most people start listening to when they run out of Beatles <laughs> So I've, yeah, I'm kind of going more, like yeah. You're starting at the end and working your way back. I am really, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's how my brain works. What can I say? <laughs> it works backwards. <laughs> Starts at the end, works back to the beginning. Uh, I don't really listen to Beatles either. Oh, yeah. I tried listening. I to thought it. your dad was into the Beatles, wasn't he? No, if no, I make that really. up. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I tried to like because you you watch those YouTube videos of that um, artist who was doing the Rolling Stones albums, where she was going through and listening to like the top a thousand albums ever made or something. Oh um, yeah, um, sorry, I thought you meant Rolling Stones as in the band. Oh, oh like, what, the, what the the top one thousand. <laughs> Yeah, that's my new hobby. I'm going to listen to all the thousand Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, no, Fran is doing the hundred. Greatest album. Must be more than a hundred. She's been doing it for years. Yeah, maybe it's a thousand, or maybe it's five hundred. I don't know. <laughs> it's a number. That's all I know. Um, she's almost finished it as well. I'm very impressed with her. Um, Is she doing it chronologically, like from like number hundred to one? And does she skip it? If does she skip them if the shit? No, she doesn't. She sits through them, and sometimes she says that she's like, "God, bloody hell, this song's been going on a while," and then looks at it, it's like fourteen minutes, and she sits there like, "Oh God!" <laughs> but no, she she really she listens to them start to finish, which I'm very impressed with. And some of them, I really like, would it's have like skipped. albums to listen to before you die, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. 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 We tried to do it at work, and we listened like we did the first album. We got sick of it and turned it off. <laughs> so um but she i think we've talked about this before that she's kind of said that um somebody asked her whether she liked music and she would never have said before that she really was like into music and i just think that's like to me just music is part of my life like i can't imagine not being into music like i can't it's like a bit like breathing like of course you listen to music it's kind of mad to me that someone would i think it, com say I think it comes it. and goes in waves a little bit though because i think sometimes you'll get really into like a binge of finding 
you know, you find like a couple of new bands and you're like, oh, wow, that's really good. And yeah. then like, and then you find out like one of them has a new album coming out and you're like, oh, amazing. And you listen to it and it comes out and then, I don't know, and then you just sort of will stagnate on it for a little bit. I don't know, my, it's like my nanny, sorry, this is like going off on a tangent, um, but my nanny is just ne- has never been into music and like, I know this is morbid. Look, who's her favourite Beatle? <laughs> Probably Ring. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you, we know who our favourite Rolling Stone is, don't we? Do we? <laughs> um, Keith Richards. When my my sister's just had a baby. Oh, yeah. My sister's just had a baby and my nan's suggestion for the name, she went, I've been thinking about what Verity and Tom's, what they could call their baby. And I was just thinking that Keith is a really lovely name. And my mum was like, right, okay, Keith, that's interesting. Where have you got that from? I I just always like that name. And I'm also thinking Richard's a lovely <laughs> name. Mum was like... So Keith Richards, <laughs> Keith Richards is the two names you're suggesting. <laughs> so we know who Nanny's favourite Rolling yeah. Stones. But other than the Rolling Stones, she's not interested in music. Like to the point where, I don't know, I know this is morbid, but like, oh, me and mum were saying we wouldn't, you know, like for me, like I know what songs I would want played at my funeral or at our wedding or whatever. Nanny, not so much. Like nothing, nothing springs to mind. She just never has been. She quite likes classical music. She used to play the violin, but that boring. I'm not playing that. I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of a violin in a song, but not. I don't seek it out particularly. Yeah, well, I guess you just play some John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she wrote mine. Uh, um. Anyway, that was a segue, wasn't it? Anyway, that was a bit of a segue. Anyway, we probably should wrap this up because we've been rambling on forever. See, this is what happens when we don't do the podcast that we don't shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> when we don't do the podcast, plus a bit of sleep deprivation. Just ends up rambling. Rambling about John Lennon for But hey, I mean, just thank yourself lucky it's not cat poo this time, so. <laughs> thank God. I had, to, I had to cut that podcast short. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Anyway, um, it's good to be back. I've really enjoyed myself, actually. Good. I do always, I kind of have to force myself slightly to do this, but then when, once we get going, I actually really enjoy it. And yeah. Yeah, this is why we do it, because it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we like chatting with you. I really love when you, like, message me. And again, just going to put it out there again, that I really love it when people call me Finn online, because it's like, I know that you listen to the podcast then, and it makes me feel, like, a little bit happy and I get a warm feeling inside mm. <laughs> creepy <laughs> um yeah so just I love it when you message me for a chat especially now Instagram bloody is going majorly downhill and I feel like nobody even fucking likes my posts anymore let alone let's not get onto the Instagram rant otherwise it's gonna be another uh, six hours no I know and I've just had a baby and so it's kind of nice just having like little chit chats just mm. online just about you know, nothingy stuff. I just love having a chat. I think basically send Finn who's your favourite Beatle and why. <laughs> um, yeah, just message me about anything really. Cre- oh, if you've got found any creepy hotels or motels, please do let me and Ollie know. Any creepy, I want a UK one. Yeah, definitely. If anyone's got a good recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully we won't like, leave it so long next time. Now Marcy's sort of going to sleep at 
um a more regular bedtime now um yeah so hopefully we should be able to get into the swing of things again oh yeah i reckon we can do another one in like two months now <laughs> i'll start my list now yeah well actually we haven't even got round to half of our list so we've already got content for the next one so we have no excuse <laughs> it's amazing we talked about john lennon for so long <laughs> Rather than, what is wrong with us? rather than your list of things that you had to talk about. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, anyway, whatever. guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening as always. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. And uh, good night. Good night. Um, oh, yeah. Follow me and Ollie on Instagram. See, it's been so long, I forget to do this. Um, at Ollie Place, at Finelia Artwork. Yeah, send me a DM. Um, I think that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.